Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm a man of the cloth with a great big heart. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I'm not against technology, doctor. I'm against the men who deify it at the expense of human truth. So what's more likely than an all-powerful, mysterious god created the universe and decided not to give any proof of his existence? Or that... He simply doesn't exist at all, and that we created him so that we wouldn't have to feel so small and alone. Is the world a fundamentally better place because of science and technology? We shop at home, we surf on the web, at the same time we feel emptier and lonelier, more cut off from each other than we ever have in any time in human history. I just <laughs> replay you say science. It's science. good science. Science? <laughs> Don't do it. Science and technology. You think so? All right, all right. <laughs> First rule in government spending: Why build one when you can have two twice the price? David, can you hear me? Yes, I hear. We've got a security breach here. The Airways video unit, the one that recorded the static. The fact that it recorded static isn't what interests me. What interests me? Is the one that recorded the static? Is that it recorded static? Get me the White House. Want to take a ride? All right. There's a noise coming from somewhere up in the sky, and it's a it's a bit of a pulsing, repetitive noise that comes in sequences related to prime numbers. And you might have recognized that noise a little bit because in this 1997 film, science fiction, I guess you call it, uh, that pulsing noise from the Vega star system is actually a take on the TARDIS from uh, Doctor Who, which uh, interesting. Once I read that, I couldn't unread it. We uh, have... That's how reading things goes. I guess that's that's true. Uh, <laughs> Robert Zemeckis... <laughs> Directed, um, inspired by Carl Sagan, the um, physicist, space expert Carl Sagan, uh, inspired a whole bunch of amazing stuff in similar ways that Neil deGrasse Tyson has done for more recently, even though he's kind of disappeared off the radar in the last year or two, as far as I've seen. Uh, Yeah, so inspired by him, so you knew this was going to have some groundings in... Um, reality with the science and the uh, the space element of things and pretty good lineup here for the cast Jodie Foster leads the way as Ellie Arroway uh, Matthew McConaughey as Handsome Joss uh, we got David Morse Mr. Tom Skerritt doing his thing um, at being one of the most hateable characters on screen in a long time James Woods John Hurt uh, William Fitchner, Angela Bassett, Jake Busey, Rob Lowe, um, other faces you would definitely recognize along the way. Larry King and Jay Leno making little little appearances, and former President Bill Clinton also. Um, and I have a funny story about Clinton and all the footage they used too. They actually had uh, Sidney Poitier poised to play the president in this film, but he declined to go be in the Jackal. Uh, and then Matthew McConaughey must have heard that because he was slated to be the lead in the Jackal. I'm guessing for um, our Irish boy, what's his name, who was in the Jackal? 
Uh, Richard uh, Gear. Richard Gear. Yeah. So McConaughey oh, was supposed yeah. to lead the Jackal, but then came over to do Contact. Uh, so little swappy swaps going on for those those two flicks. Um, I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, so instead, they didn't have the Sidney Poitier to play the president in this movie. Um, but then some uh, big stuff happened um, with the Mars, um, with some space exploration in Mars. So um, Bill Clinton did a press conference and ended up saying a whole bunch of things. And Robert Zemeckis was like, "Holy fuck, this is perfect!" He apparently shit his pants at how perfect it was for the movies. Like I couldn't have scripted it better for what I needed. So That's the amazing. footage they were able to cut in of Bill Clinton, uh, and as the movie was gone, I think every time Clinton was on screen, I was like, yeah, this is, um, Zemeckis did it way better in Contact than he did in Forrest Gump for using that old presidential uh, footage. Yeah, but it turns out he could just use actual footage. Uh, pretty much. He had to blend a little bit of the, some of the actors in... Um, yeah, so Zemeckis kind of... the uh, Gump was 94, so he just kind of revisited that... Uh, uh, that approach with using older presidents, and I, I found it worked much better in this film. Um, running at 150 minutes, ouch, two and a half hours, um, not something I was super stoked about. Uh, but I, you know, made for 90 million, brought in double that in the box office, just over 170, so just under half. So a successful movie by all accounts, um, not the most widely accepted by critics. You know, we were talking usually getting about six out of tens because um, this is a bigger, thicker movie for sure. And coming into this, I mean, you've heard us, if you've been listening to our recent episodes uh, leading up to this, that I had high hopes. Brent had only seen once and Colin was carrying some negative vibes for this movie over the over the years he kept on telling me i'm i'm gonna be so surprised at how shit it is <laughs> as we were getting ready and i was frankly i was terrified because it's not it's not a rarity on this show to take a movie that i've seen even somewhat recently in the last three to five years and because of the hold up show and the way that we are now looking at and agreeing on the uh, merits of what makes a good movie i was scared honestly and the runtime of this scared me badly <clears throat> Um, yeah, if you guys want to talk a little bit about your, your history with this. You nailed it. I'd seen it once uh, a long time ago, and I didn't remember loving it, to tell you the truth. But, um, yeah, so I didn't have high hopes coming in this time. Mm. I think Colin uh, was more of like a vitriolic type Outspoken of I just, I just little thought, bit. Yeah. I just always had a sense in this... When I watched this movie, and I'd seen it more than once, I'm sure, maybe twice yeah, or three times, but I always felt that it was up its ass about its points. It was a little too pretentious, like our forcing its points without the um, without the writing to back it up. Like right. the, the writing was, wasn't good enough to support the weight of what they were trying to do is kind of how I felt. Interesting. Well, I look forward to this episode's development uh, to figure it out. Unless you just want to tell us now, but that wouldn't be. It's any just fun. too for the first. The first thing about it you already mentioned was it's it's a definitely too long of a movie. Now, once again, some long movies can still hold up, but this was too long. And the first, the the big error in this movie is that. It doesn't get to the, the, the inciting incident. The inciting incident is when she hears the sound. 
There is no other inciting incident. Nothing that happens before them hearing that sound is in, incites everything that happens after. Not her getting yeah. a job, not any of that. It's not until she hears the sound when the movie really starts going. And that doesn't happen until, well, what did we gauge at? 46 minutes? It's close to four. I think it was just past 30. No, it was 46, I believe. Because that was a movie we did um, not long oh, ago that yeah, didn't kick in until the, the 45 one. minute mark, which was Seabiscuit. Uh, <laughs> Fuck that movie. Yes. It was incredible. Oh, sorry. Go listen yeah, to our right. amazing episode for Seabiscuit, everybody. It's yeah, actually maybe, maybe it holds up. Maybe. <laughs> you're, you're right. It was Seabiscuit that was 46 minutes. This one comes in. You're right. It was in the mid 30s, maybe. Anyway, yep. it's much too late. And the, I think, feel like the biggest problem with the, the first bit of this movie was. We we see too much stuff that we don't need to know uh, about. Um, uh, I like the stuff in the childhood. I feel like that was important. You need the stuff about her in the childhood in the beginning of the movie, her relationship with her father, her love of space. Uh, it's about, I don't know, it's about eight or ten minutes into the beginning of the movie, maybe less. It's less, but, yeah. Yeah, they, so that they... stuff, five, six minutes in, that stuff is important, but then you need to skip to... Um, her, her, like working at that place and then finding the sound, because yeah. everything that comes before that, it's good. There's nothing wrong with the acting. There's nothing wrong with the directing. There's nothing wrong with the cinematography. It looks good, but it's not. You, we're, you're lost as to what the movie's about. You're like, where is this fucking going? We needed to get to the point very quickly, and we don't. There's um, so yeah. Th- there's going to be a phenomenon that maybe we need to name. And I'll tell you what else is that um, Zero Dark Thirty does similar things. Not exactly the same, but similar things in that there's extra story, extra characterization, extra background that sets the runtime of the movie well over two hours. Um, and the reason I liken it to Zero Dark Thirty is that I don't hate the additional content. It's not it's not exactly out of place. It fits. It sets up the characters. It supports their journey. It like gives you it's just thick. It's really thick and some of it is interesting with the science and some of it is less interesting like watching her struggle to get funding and stuff. Like I know it was important to the filmmakers to show that she struggled so hard to get where she was and that she tried everything and had these like aha moments and then drumlin was really on her like they really hammer how much drumlin was on her and hating everything she did but i think colin's right in that we just didn't need to see so much of it that opening scene with ellie as a child um and then she trying to reach her mom right so like they're setting up that she's going to become obsessed with this and she's a special kid you get the sense of that and then she looks up and she's like, I'm going to need a bigger telescope or, or, or whatever the hell she was doing. Um, uh, radio, I'm going to need a bigger antenna. And then it cuts to her at the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico, which I thought was a really excellent edit. But then the time we spend in Arecibo is on the DL and we got to introduce Father Hog. Uh, I mean, Joss. Hog. And <laughs> Father Hog. Um <laughs> And show the, 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 the challenges and, and some of her early successes. But then she gets to the VLA, the very large array where the real stuff starts happening. So I almost wondered if we could have say she needs a bigger telescope and then get to the VLA in the next cut. And then if you need to have a flashback or something else that tells the story of her struggles, like 
it's another annoying point to start this this episode off with is that when she goes to meet Haddon for the first time, he lands his plane. He never does it, and he's going to give her the primer um, so that she can deal herself back in the game. He basically summarizes her from a bunch we've already seen, and then he adds like between the college years in between when she says, "I'm going to need a bigger telescope," and Arecibo. Um, he just explain a logs at all. So I'm like, oh, well, fuck there. You could have just used that. He doesn't even just explain a log at all. He has videos and footage, photos yeah. and footage. He gives a PowerPoint presentation about um, all the stuff that we wasted the first half of the mo- first half an hour of the movie watching. And not only that, but, um, the information doesn't the first, the first 25, 30 minutes of the movie is really about how people struggle to get funding and how she thinks it's important that a lot of people in her industry do not think what she's doing is important. They think it's a waste of time. Yep. They think there's either nothing out there or they'll never find it. That's a different movie. It's like a whole different movie unto itself about people trying to get grant money. And that's okay, but it doesn't have anything to do with the core central theme of this movie. So you don't need <sighs> yeah. it. You just don't need it. And then you have some of that sprinkled throughout the rest of the movie. So... So that's still in there a bit, yeah. but you don't need 25 minutes on, on all of that stuff. It's silly. Even but, though uh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it, it's good, it's directed well, the acting is good, but it's just uh, completely unnecessary for the story. I'm kind of like John, though. I don't mind it. I like yeah. it. It well, does add that desperation to her, and it also shows us that more of that buy-in. And I think it sets the stage really well for like that desperation of the scientific community, especially someone on the fringes of it, right? So I like and it might be because like like John, I'm I not as much, but I do like to geek out on some science stuff. Um so maybe just just existing in those realms with them for a bit is is why I don't mind as much because there's a bit of interest there. But I do yeah. I don't agree that it does slow down the movie and you could expedite it, but Jody, it, it for me, it's not bad. I like Jody Foster's that. Jody Foster's acting though um, throughout the movie. After that, the desperation and the things she does and says to try and get on the pod to be the one and stuff, and the conversations he has with um, Palmer and whoever else and her and her boss and how he fucks her over and he he quits his job so he can be on the pod. All of that is in there in her performance. I don't I don't need she's giving us that through the way she's acting. We don't need it explained to us in like 20 minutes of scenes. Like you yep. feel it, you feel that desperation and then the stuff with her father. Once again, none of it is bad. I agree with both of you guys. It's not like it was shit or it was badly even written. The writing's not even bad in that stuff. It's just I it's just would the movie would have been much more enjoyable for me if it had been taken out. That's all. Yeah, it's such like this is why I'm saying it needs a phenomenon because it's it's there and it's it's you could it could even say it's good. It's just it doesn't need to be and the movie would still retain its punch and hit and it would probably be at least 15 minutes shorter because you'd need some of the stuff to be reshown. Maybe. maybe you'd need to show some of the stuff through either flashbacks or some kind of device. But I, I think you're you, right. I think you, it could be closer. You get a PowerPoint of it. You get a PowerPoint of yeah. it later. You don't need this. You would never have to have flashbacks. Yeah, you, you, you keep the kid opening. You, you yeah. keep the kid opening, and when she says, "I'm going to need a bigger telescope," you put her at the VLA because, yes. like, she gets ripped on there. They try and take her funding away. Like, they there's the same challenges the a second time. Yeah, I, I get it. it. But, but I don't mind 
I don't mind it when I watch this movie. No, it kind it's of, also it's also our first time with Scarrett, right? Where we where we see him as the funder, and also we see his like direct opposition. He he cuts the funding, and yep. he tells her like, even if you do publish a journal on this, you're gonna get you're never gonna be accepted. Like you'll be ridiculed. So I don't <laughs> mind that too because it sets. I think it sets some of the stage. It introduces Palmer, um, and it introduces Scarrett. And uh, it gives us a really good wherewithal kind of a setting for those three to move forward. Yeah, and once again, the writing is good there. It's just that once he comes into the picture, he's so immediately doing all of those things, trying to take control of the her yep. finding. Try, yeah. So, like, he's, he's, he's established as a villain without any of that stuff. And he's established as arrogant, and he thinks lesser of her. All of that's still in the movie without that 25 minutes. So yep. so what is it really doing other than setting up something that we don't need set up, I think? Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. <clears throat> no, yeah, he's I not. I don't, think it's, he's I don't not. think it's detrimental, I guess, right? Yeah, or bad. It's weird. It's a weird thing because I'm, I'm on both sides of this fence. You could cut it and I'd be like, good movie. And you could leave it in and be like, interesting. Long, I would I movie. would like watch this movie again just just to 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 skip g- hit pause when she's a kid and then skip to that and see how it flowed. Uh, it was kind of harder to do that after that twenty minutes of seeing it, yeah. but I, it would be really interesting to watch it in that way. Um, I think and see how it, if it did if it would work better or just would work. Another editing job for Colin. He's got like twenty movies Fuck, on his man. list now. I wish. I mean, I wish. <clears throat> I Honestly, I'm going to release the movies. the Calarian edition of films. <laughs> if I, if I could, I think if I could edit the top three movies, I would edit would be Bridesmaids, Titanic, and I I, I don't know what else. There is another one in there that I oh, I would love billion. to have a shot. There's at. a lot. There's, there's a lot of them. But and Hooch. If I had to pick top three, if I had to pick top three, Titanic and Bridesmaids would be. In the two top of the three. two of the three, right on. Why didn't you just say if I had to pick two? Yeah, <laughs> if I had to pick the three, it'd be there, these I two and something. No, you want because there's because I know there's one that's in there that I really was like, oh fuck, this could have been such a great movie. I just can't remember which one it was. Yeah, there's a few of them, but um, just bad editing, man. That's I, all it is. I want to say Carl Sagan was supposed to have a have a scene in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, since he was like the author of the book and everything that started and he consulted so heavily. Yeah. I, I'm bummed because um, of the contributions of that guy being just such a fucking dude. Yep. I'm so bummed that he didn't get a chance to be in it and to see this movie finished. Space I Chad. Think, yeah, man. He's total Space Chad. Yeah, I know. That it's a sad, it's a saddish story. That's why at the end they say for Carl because he yeah. had such a huge part in it and um, like it makes Sagan it widely, widely um, impacted our current earth, man. Like, oh, yeah, inspired DeGrasse Tyson. I think you were saying at the beginning, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't know that before reading about this movie. Uh, yeah. I had no idea that he was involved at the end. Yeah, when it said it's for Carl. I was like, I was like, who the fuck is Carl? <laughs> <laughs> now it, I realize it's, funny. it's Carl Sagan. It's funny because in this movie, it um, like The Martian and um, the book uh, by Andy Weir as well, who wrote The Martian, called Project Hail Mary, which is a fucking phenomenal book. It's being made into a movie with Ryan Gosling attached to it. Um, mm. Maybe it will be out next year. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be lit. But I love when movies, especially science based movies, science fiction movies, get into the um, the reality of science like and so everything that happens is sort of plausible or would be plausible if 
there was, a, a, you know, intelligent life or something out there. It's not obvious. It's not some like little green men, like everyone says. I really, really like when movies take the time to get that right. And, and you can feel that in this, um, like straight from the opening, which I experienced on a new level, having seen this movie maybe 10 times uh, in my life. Um, the opening so is it, incredible. The opening is, it's a little too long. They, they should have sped, I just think if they would have sped it up a bit, like near the end of it, where it was getting closer to the end and it was pulling back and pulling back into space and then pulling out of our galaxy and pulling into the solar system and pulling out and pulling out. It was just, uh, went on a little too long, just like maybe 15 or 20 seconds. They would the have just sped it up. The rate of acceleration should have sped up, especially since yeah. space is accelerating. Like, why not just do that a little been thing cool. like that? You could have sped it way further. Like we get the gist of it right away. Yeah, because it does. It's a little somewhere. overkill, but it's great. It's very. Yeah. This is before CG. Zemeckis did an amazing job of of establishing that. That was so cool. With uh, and then John heard the Hitler quote at the end, which I didn't hear. But John yeah, could if you hear listen, it being the last broadcast, John will catch the a first, Hitler quote out of the sky. Oh like, yeah, of course. Like the first engine. broadcast ever. Um, uh, that could be heard in space was the opening of the uh, the nineteen thirty something Olympics. And yeah, it was yeah. Adolf I didn't Hitler. Know that either I didn't know. Yeah, that it's either. such an interesting, yeah. it, and that's such an interesting hook for the film, and that's why the opening is so cool because it ties back into what you learn later. So it starts out close to Earth, where you're hearing like at the time nineteen ninety seven modern tunes from like uh, Third Eye Blind and Spice Girls, and then as it pans away. The songs get older and older, which is such a cool effect if you realize that it's happening because those waves. And then there's so much when you're close to Earth, like different channels and everything, because there was, a, you know, at that time there's a lot. But as you pan out and radio and television were, were less prominent in our lives, um, back into like the 60s and 70s and 50s. And um, yeah, you go in that order. No, you don't. You go in the 40s, 50s, 60s. No, you go back down. Anyway, um, and then, yeah, then it, there's almost nothing. And you hear that little Hitler speech, which I kind of was listening for because I knew it was a part of how, you know, one of the when they find the digital carrier to the signal. Um, I thought that was super cool uh, that it goes out. And then like you guys definitely, you know, you said it was a little bit too quick. You could have panned for it. I love, I love space so much. I took a couple of university courses on it and I'm often, if I need to be centered in my life, I will just be in awe of how much space there is out there. And there's like a hundred billion stars in our galaxy alone. And they yeah. think there are a hundred billion galaxies at least. Um, yeah, it's incredible I mean, I to think about, and they too. show it. I also took astronomy, but I also have things to do in the daytime, and it's would love for that fucking scene just to hurry up. You know, just to go I can a watch bit a billion YouTube videos if I want to see the fucking entirety of space. <laughs> I'm here to see a cinematic uh, drama. Get to her about baby. space, but it's yeah, very cool. It. Yeah, it is very cool, and all the same, it's a great way to introduce us to what's going to be important later. Yeah. Um, which is, we are very Space. tiny. We are very small. We are insignificant. We are. And very is there God? <clears throat> all things. I think we can all. And agree. then let's. Nope. So we we talked about like what's nice is we've talked about basically the whole first act of this movie. So when we get to the sound, we get to the noise. John mentioned The Martian. Um, I don't know what Carl Sagan's book was like for Contact and about um, the details he uses for space and how things work. 
he's very specific, I guess, I, about being yeah. scientifically accurate. Yep. But that being said, I don't know if it would be as detailed as my understanding of the books you guys are talking about. Yeah, yeah. and I've never read them, but I did find that reading The Martian, or watching The Martian a couple of times now, and reading a couple of chapters of the book John mentioned, this guy, this other guy, The Martian, I mean, is so much more heavily based on all of that stuff. Um, I, almost in every scene, it's talked about with, through Matt Damon discussing how he's going to do things, discussing how things work, discussing his solutions to the problems in such a more... Um, it just like It's so dense in that The Martian movie and the book, the four chapters I've read of uh, Project Hail Mary, that there's a little bit of that in this, but I don't find it to be a like that much i find it's interesting but but it's kind of there's it's kind of sparing kind of sparing it's in they, the it's, background almost like they do clarify they from get time too much to time to the politics about who's going to be going and what countries and like what the white house is doing and the media like they get lost in that they do that in the beginning with the sound and stuff and then that all goes away and it becomes very political and religious with the Palmer Josh character and the themes are interesting and good like the quote I said in the beginning about about technology and science um from Palmer saying is it made our lives better has it or has it made us more disconnected because we can now be alone and just like absorb technology without without seeing each other or communicating with each other those themes are really great in this movie. Um, it's one of the big things that I, I enjoy about it. Well, the the other thing that I I got hit with a little harder on this viewing than any other time, though, um, is that at the end of this movie, this it, it, he kind of, the, the writers, and, and maybe it was Carl Sagan's take on this, or, or um, James Hart and Michael Goldenberg uh, wrote this, but this movie almost marries science and God together. Like mm -hmm. in, in a way that I just hadn't really thought of before because so Ellie at the end of this goes on her journey and it's something she goes through 100% alone by herself experiences all on her own. And, and people are like, it's just in your mind. Like it's, we don't, you don't, there's no proof. Like there would be no proof of God, right? Like if you're, a, if you're looking for empirical truth of God, Ellie finds it lacking throughout this whole movie and that's kind of in my life I've had similar experiences right like I, I'd love for there to be this omnipotent being up there saying don't masturbate but uh, I'd like to see some proof of that before I make a call because it could be don't a masturbate. bunch of other things <laughs> that's what he does don't there eat could be an omnipotent being but he goes masturbate <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah <laughs> all that good stuff um, but at the end of the day Ellie has an experience with her dad, which you could call spiritual that no one else has any proof of. So basically she found not only alien life forms in a way had that spiritual experience to where she found God. Um, it's it, I, I, that like absolutely blew my mind that this movie was about both of those things and successfully does it by the end that, that, that her science like going deeper and farther than anyone else have was proved out. So she was vindicated there, but she also, found her spirituality and now when palmer talks to her about what do you mean oh that time i was lying in the field i don't know up. if i captured this what do you mean well like she has this experience with her dad right the alien takes the form of her dad yeah so that he can be 
a, more a little friendly. bit more approachable to her, yeah. right? And so she's she. I think for her that that's something that you could call quote not religious but spiritual in a sense, because it was like elements of her. What what make her her? Her dad was there. Pensacola was there. Um, I, I just felt like, th- and that she went through that alone, and then has to come back to a planet full of people who are like, "You're full of shit." Like, I won't say that I've never uttered that phrase for people who are like big big believers and 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 touters in God, right? Like, I just believe. I just have faith. I know it to be true myself because I had an experience that set me in this uh, on this path and if you think of that as as a way that people usually talk about faith and and religion and and the spirituality that they have i feel like ellie in this movie went from being pure science to having something a little bit more spiritual in her experiences that gets her over this hump of maybe not believing god exists like that there's some higher power out there so well, I felt I like didn't get that at all. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I, this is the first time even, I felt they that they in this movie. Say, they go like they even say like there's no God out here. The only thing we've found that that makes us feel less lonely is each other. Like yeah. there's to me there was the absence of religion. Like that was almost the confirmation that no, we are we are random or maybe some other thing, but not as a result of a God, right? There's but like that's not greater, very different like from universality, like a, an evolution going on, but not a spiritualism, right? I, I don't know. Like, that's almost the same thing you hear from people like from maybe organized religions, right? Is that they, they're finding each other they're They have a, a way of well, living. Yeah, but that's, there's also a belief in a creator, right? Like, it's not just it's not just a sense of community because otherwise, like AA and everything else can be brought in. But the um, aliens say they like the cre- the the system that they work within is billions of years old, and they don't know who built it, right? So there's yes. that presence above, which is another layer, and similar. So like, it doesn't answer the questions entirely. I just feel like this time when I when I was watching the end of the movie, I really got the sense that it was as spiritual for Ellie as it was science and and vindicative of her entire life's journey. So I My, feel like her and Palmer's relationship is going to be more in jive now because they've both had experiences that could probably only be explained by a higher power, be that a, a, a random alien race or or God. My problem with it is that there's two problems in the writing that they they make mis- big mistakes. One, it's not her father. We, we all know that. It's, yeah. The alien establishes that it's just taking the form of her father. So yeah. she doesn't ever actually meet her it father. Mind raped her, but but um, <laughs> but like like it's but but the, the great thing how it could have worked well, which would have been great, was that when you end the movie where the character wants something but gets it in a way that they don't expect it, where she does get to see her father again, but it's not really her father. It is this alien who is just putting on that persona so that it doesn't scare the shit out of her because we don't know what it's going to look like. So it establishes that. But then it tries to shoe in or force these sentimental moments between her and the alien where it talks to her. I know it has her memories and stuff, but it talks to her like it is her father and that that it does have these emotional connections with her that it stole from her brain, which is super fucking weird as to why the alien would do that because it seems incredibly manipulative and fucked up that this higher superior intelligent being would do that like that seemed weird and then secondly it isn't faith because there's 18 hours of footage 
that was recorded on her camera. So it's not faith. It really actually fucking happened. So both that is bullshit because she doesn't just believe it. It actually is real. And there's proof of it that is being hidden for some fucking reason just because for because no, what's his name? James Wood is a mustache twisting bad guy again. Yeah. Why wouldn't why wouldn't he want that to get out? They're, they've spent all this money building this fucking thing and they got nothing and he's hiding the only proof that they found something? Like, what is the fucking purpose be between him hiding that? That made no fucking sense that he was hiding that information from the public at all. Uh, like, I, I do don't, think it's I don't realistic, get any though. of The government that. does feel like they'd be like, they'd be like, look, let's, this is classified. Now let's go over everything and scrape it right i can believe that but i do agree that that woods is kind of a mustache wield we we never a established like a real legitimacy behind his authority so he always kind of feels like this amorphous <clears throat> bad guy that just appears and then does something that's gonna like create an obstacle um and also like like i know that he's like a chief security advisor or something like that in the but i don't know it just it's I don't feel like James Woods is a is a well enough rounded character. No, he's and not realistic. And the only reason that they the writer hides it from the audiences, the only reason they do that is so that Jodie Foster can give that speech in front of Congress. That's the only fucking reason they do it. And then they reveal that they hit it like right after that. So once again, it's cheap. To me, that's just fucking cheap. Like, it's yeah. not believable. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's just for you to get the speech. So if you wanted to do that, you needed to rewrite it to make it make more sense. And there should have never been this sentimental conversation between her and her father. She could have cried when she saw her father and she could have felt emotion. But the alien should have never played into it whatsoever. He should have told her, like, the exact information that it wanted to get across to the human race. And then sent her back on her way. Both those things, I feel like, whack the ending of the movie for me in a big way. Yeah, I I agree about the like the the personal comments from the alien to her. You have your mother's hands, like the way that he kind of the dad says that to her. I don't. There was know a what, bunch of things it said. I don't know what value well, that at exactly. At the beginning, adds. though, that's the only one I think after he says that he's an alien. Yeah. Um, I kind of, no, I kind of. There's like you. a real emotional moment though between them two, like right near the, right at the end of that whole thing. Go ahead, John. Sorry. It's, it's like it's not only it not only takes on the form of her dad. It tries to re-embody him and what he would say to her as well. Which yeah, seems a little bit strange. Like that's a little bit of mind rape, um, to go to that level. And mean. It seems mean for an intelligent being to, um, <sighs> to do that in such a manip. It seems manipulative in a in a weird way i don't i don't understand maybe why they yeah. would do that maybe it's the only way to keep the subject who traveled from going absolutely insane um at what they're experiencing <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm not sure i, I think it also i think like some of that um i i could see how people might want to go a little conspiracy theory on this one and <clears throat> maybe say that it was all in her head or somehow uh, play out the story that hadn't manufactured the whole thing, though that doesn't really explain how she had some kind of a out-of-body experience. Um, so I don't personally believe that, that any of this was faked or set up as James Woods tries to indicate at the end, but I think they wanted to throw th more things into 
make you think about that some more and that doesn't necessarily work as well. I definitely agree that James Wood's character needed more like at the start he's the national security advisor, I believe. So that he mm-hmm. wants a military presence that he's always like, "Oh my god, like this is Hitler, what the fuck?" Like that all stuff makes sense to him. It's once he quits or resigns to be on this committee and chase down the truth I wish we knew what his ulterior motive is to, to that he would want to hide this truth. Um, yeah. That doesn't make... I agree with Colin that that does not make a lot of sense to me. But on the same vein, I knew he was the bad guy. I'm not surprised when uh, American politicians want to hide information for their own personal gain, even if I don't really understand it. It does tend to make him more of a mustache twister than than like someone who like maybe he just wanted to make a name for himself on the committee so he could become rich later or get some fat contracts or or maybe there was some other pressures from around the uh, the globe who were putting pressure on him to lie and make it go a certain way like i don't know what the benefit of hiding it is but there's something in the whole like not not letting the religious nuts know he doesn't What? He doesn't even just hide it. He goes after her in Congress with that theory about Haddon making it all up and it was all being Haddon's, like that sent a signal. He does that even though he knows there's 18 hours of recording on her camera. I don't he know goes if he knows into there and, and he goes after her. Yeah, he does. Well, he, they would yeah. have known it at the beginning, right after she got back. They would have known that there is 18 hours of recording. When so they, they would have known this for him. It would be the whole global <laughs> Yeah, everybody, everybody would fucking know. And they would have known for months and months and months and months. Because you don't set up a fucking thing in front of Congress the next day. So this has been going on forever that they had that information. Then he goes in there and goes after her and says it was all made up by Haddon, even though he knows that information. It doesn't make any sense. And the second one was made by Haddon. So Haddon would have like his, his, even though he's dead at the end, his uh, fingerprint would be all over that, I'm sure. When when Angela Bassett (laughs) tells James Woods on their video call, like James Woods' character seems surprised, like he's learning it for the first time. He's like, continue? Well, that is interesting, but it, like it's also with a bit of tone of condescension. Like maybe I could take that as he I is. Know. He knows. I just I'm not talking about. He that. knows, and she, he knows, and she found out is is what that scene was about. Is that she's calling him on his lie? Oh, well, I don't. Him, him trying to to hide that to try and hide it from the American public. Yeah, I don't know. That was and what I mean, I got then there's the whole scene. like keep keep us angry and unsure, and like there's a whole potential political angle that not coming out with the truth and and putting dissension in this is good because it will keep people scared and afraid unknowing and purchasing things which keep makes the economy go but that's not in here so that would that's again just the filler i put to make this the end of this movie um, that's what i do too i assume i assume the the motivation behind it because it doesn't it's not it doesn't seem unrealistic that they would do that yeah i just don't know why a million reasons why yeah which i guess like we don't really need to know no it's not about why, that. just that he's doing it but it would be nice right to just have having those scenes put James in Woods. there makes you question it that's what the problem is putting him in there going after her and also like brent said like keeping that a secret there'd be how many texts that would be going over that 18 hours of footage and saying, oh my God, we found this footage. How many people would know about that? A bunch, probably at well, least it was a, a dozen. Global, it was a global um, assembly 
yeah. of people but just, on that committee. No, right? totally. And just the people, just the techs alone who would be in that control room would all know about it. Because, like, the first guy who found it would be sharing it with everybody. There's no way that's a fucking secret. So there is no way she'd go to Congress and she couldn't just say, well, look at the footage. There's 18 hours. I said it was 18 hours. There's 18 hours recording. There's the proof. So the ending, once again, is badly written. Uh, so that they can know. get, they can do what know. they want. It's badly written so they can do what they want. They can get Jodie Foster to give the speech. Now, if you would have, I don't know how you would have rewritten it so you would have still been able to get that, but they didn't. They left it with what we we got to see. So yeah, I don't, not, I don't, it's not I don't good. share the view that you couldn't keep something like that under wraps. Like techs don't techs who work in positions like that don't just go out to the news the next day and be like, oh, here's what we found in our top secret thing. Those but people Brent shut said the fuck many up. Global, it was a global <laughs> thing. It was, James Woods wouldn't be able to suppress it from everybody else who was who agree. was involved with building that machine. It, it, everyone, everyone would have would have needed to agree, I think, because um, well, they all are there. James Woods doesn't, I don't believe, has the authority. Like this thing's not even set up in the states, isn't it? Isn't it in Japan? No, it's or in somewhere? Japan. There's yeah. two. Well, the first yeah, yeah. so and so like he's not even on American soil. He doesn't have. He wouldn't have like legitimate authority, authority just to have yeah. that tape in his hands only. So that would have had to be something that was reviewed by the whole committee and then agreed to hide, which mm. I can I can understand would happen, right? And, yeah. And once again, they invested a trillion dollars in this fucking thing or whatever. And then they're going to say, oh, you know what? It's all bullshit. It didn't work. Even though they have proof that it did work and she did have some kind of an encounter with an extraterrestrial being, which was the whole point in them building it. Now they have proof and they're not sharing it with everybody. Like, no, this whole machine was bullshit. We wasted months and years of your time. Like, why? Why would they fucking it's do interesting. that? It's interesting. I think, like with James Woods, it's interesting, but I don't think it's proof of alien life or her traveling anywhere. It could be a glitch. There's, like, so many things. There's, there's no answers. Happened. She left. It's. I don't know. I don't know if it's it is proof. proof. That she left, it, went somewhere, and she came back, and she has 18 hours of footage where her camera died while she was gone. So she didn't just fall through this machine that they were using to try and cross the universe she went somewhere for 18 hours and right. came back instantaneously which is a miracle and is amazing and the machine worked i don't think that proves that 18 hours uh, of static recording doesn't prove she went anywhere it's it's a weird thing I think it does i uh, think it does i think it supports it because it we know does. i think it supports it because we know what happened we know the truth as the audience but i think if there was if we were, if we started this movie and there was a woman saying please believe me i went here i went here oh my god and then they showed the footage of her dropping straight through and you're like holy shit and then all of a sudden it's like and there was 18 hours of static recorded i was away for 18 hours i wouldn't be like oh then she went on a journey and intergalactically it's well, interesting i would and say it, she said she went somewhere for 18 hours we saw her drop within less than a minute from the top to the bottom and now she's here still never left and there's 18 hours of clock running where on her body and um you know whatever fuck else but and like that to me is is empirical right away. that is more it's evidence that it proof. did happen it's not <laughs> yeah. empirical proof it's but it evidence. is evidence it's a piece of evidence that it happened so you would have to look at that as that is a fairly strong piece of evidence that something happened. And the whole because point how of would them, you how would you get eighteen hours of static? You couldn't I'm, duplicate that. I'm sure you could explain it in a way that didn't lead to intergalactic travel. That's all. So, but the, 
it's it's not. But the proof. whole point of their project was to like do, to. But the whole project, it's not the proof. whole point of the whole point of their project, the whole point of them, this endeavor, the money, the time, the effort was to do something, and now they're hiding evidence that something could have happened, and rather saying it was all made up by some some human being and it was all fake. Sorry, we wasted everyone's time and money. Why? Why is that their stance? I, that I makes agree. no sense. I agree. I would like to know. I would like to know why hiding it <laughs> makes the world better. Yeah, it's more a than huge my assumption. More hole. than more than my assumption. Just that, like, it would make the masses crazy, or it would c- cause more questions and answers. It wouldn't be satisfying. You'd have naysayers, maybe war, maybe like crazier stuff going on. So let's just say. She's a nut pirate. Take her word for it or not, and let's move on with life. There obviously doesn't seem like they're going to rebuild the machine and send a second person. Um, even like if you, use even that if you had again. a meeting where they said, even if you had a meeting where they said, until we get some more evidence or more proof, let's just keep this from the public for now. Keep it under well, our hats. That would have been thing. fine. They wouldn't gaslight Jodie Foster. She's the one that went. She would be involved in the in the research, further discussing what's going on. Because there's no way that no government wants to look at this further. They're not just putting this in a briefcase and putting it in the vault. This is going to be looked at more, right? Yep. Um, and they're going to ask like, a lot of questions of her. So that's they the thing. They're going to ask her more stuff. So they wouldn't just gaslight her into not, making her not believe that she didn't do it. She'd be like a huge NDA and she'd be involved in this. And the reports would just be, you know, at first view didn't look like anything happened you know the ball just dropped there was no transportation we're under review and we're looking at it and then you know people would wait to hear more and things would be classified and things wouldn't be and 30 years down the road they would be declassified and we'd know that the government lies to us like they always do yeah Yeah. there has to be some reason to demonize her and like hang her out to dry right like and there's not that that's i just don't think there is a reason for that no, yeah, I, so so it's a just a big gaping hole they leave in the well, end they of don't the movie, believe it. and then they're like the end. Like people end who need to see things in front of them way. before they believe it, like th- those kinds of people or the people who are set in their beliefs, there is no god, there is no alien life. Like I know there's not, are going to be less likely to accept that an 18 hour of static is proof of that. They're going to want to see and hear more, and so because the machine wasn't instantly. Uh, gratifying in that um, maybe that leads people to like want to like, fuck her like like she's obviously lying I don't know about this 18 hour bullshit but she's obviously lying like there's I don't know like there's just there's there's a few too many questions oh, by the see, end of it like did I, the committee see and know that, that why didn't believed. any other committee my understanding is that James Woods believes that it's real yeah me too I but think his, his attempt is to too. discredit it on a wide scale oh um, so that there's no further look into it. And like you said, possibly there's like a discussion to prevent mass hysteria because there would be a lot of um, a lot of disorder after something like that, right? We found an alien society. There'd be like religions made and religions crumbled at that moment. Um, so I could see reasons why you'd want to maybe just like keep it under wraps for a little bit. But even at the end where she like, it's like a big nod to the fact that James Woods seems to know it's real by, Mm -hmm. she goes, well, what about that 18 hours of footage? And he's just like, it's like a wink. He's like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I see. I always took that as a, as a, she was telling him, I, I still don't get the sense even thinking back on how it goes now that he knew 
And I don't know how that could be because I'm also with you guys that you'd think that would have been something known and discussed at the committee, but no other committee members brought it up. And that would be a fine point, even if Jimmy Woods was the the lead of that, the head of that committee. If one impartial committee member knew about that, I'd be like, we're going to spend some time talking about this. But so I don't know, like somehow it kept it was kept under wraps. I don't know why um, it seems to be just a. I don't know, maybe it is maybe it was done that way to support the 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 spiritual feelings like the the spiritual discovery that I got from this because it had to be the whole world against her no one like really well some people believe some people don't and it's like kind of like the undertones of spirituality again where like once you've had an experience no one's going to tell you it didn't happen um and you might believe that other people went through it and then other people because they can't see and touch what you went through are not going to believe it and think you're full of shit but that's why yeah, again, I think that's the when, God of the gaps, right? It's, when, it's anything that people can't explain with science. They're going to attribute to God. Yeah. Yeah. When and you so said I think that. that's what you're seeing happen a lot there. And I, I agree with you. You're, you're seeing a lot of that same thing where people would, would see something that is, um, not, uh, you know, a deity or some kind of, um, you know, religious, uh, thing. And then, but they might attribute it. To that what, yeah. what you're talking about i think they were going for exactly what you're saying but because of the alien doing what he did and then because of all this james wood stuff and the trial or congress or whatever they they they're trying to shoehorn in what you're saying but th- those huge holes in the story make that Im- make no sense so they're just trying they just wanted to do what they wanted to, you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of chinatown this is a Chinatown. It's running along. It's going smoothly. And then they fucked it up in the end with holes that make no sense. I, is I, what it, this is a Chinatown I for don't me. Think, I don't think they're holes. Yeah, see, I got. I didn't get it. I, didn't, I don't think they're holes. I have to do a little bit of mental gymnastics to make it fit. But the feeling I walked away with this time was um, this whole spiritual thing, which I've talked about a few times already, like Ellie's realization. Yeah. You're not going to God, are you, John? No, it's just a higher power. It's not God. <laughs> yeah, gonna... It's just a, it's just a higher power, whatever that is. <laughs> well, that's like, how it starts. Some John's people, like, some oh people my God, think it's a white robe. I don't John believe that. Religion. I'm just contact? saying what the movie no. was telling contact? us. <laughs> no, it's, it's the movie was, it's what the yeah, movie was to me, to me, it's too, to me, to me, there's two or three big holes at the end that don't have to be there, and it's the writing. Oh, so it sounds like it's a perfect time for you to say what you think. It's a, it's a. To me, this is very much uh, Chinatown. It it was going very, it was going okay. There's a lot of good things. The themes, the directing, everything's going okay. It's going, it's going. There's interesting things. I love the stuff with the original thing they built, and then the Jake Busey uh, cameos where he's oh, like Jakey. the religious nut who blows up the other thing. And that yeah, stuff's all great too because then you have the religious nuts coming in and they're against science or trying to stop them from like whatever it is that they're against. And then they actually do a terrorist attack blowing that up. And I also love that Tom Skerritt gets blown up too. So yeah, because he was such an asshole to Jodie Foster. So like yeah. I'm behind I'm behind Jodie Foster. I, I want her to win. I want her to go. I want her to succeed. And then in the end, they fuck it up. So to me, this is a Chinatown that doesn't hold up. Chinatown. That's what we'll call it now for a good movie where the ending fucks it up. And for me, this is Chinatown, baby. Very interesting. Mm. John, you want me to go next? Sure, man. I know this was close to you, so I feel like this is a... Uh, I, I well, want to give you some more God time to this, embrace. So. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so what did you say, Colin? You said no, right? Yeah. It's a China, yeah, it's a Chinatown for me. It's a hold, not hold up. Uh, to me, it is a hold up. Um, I liked the movie. I liked it more than I thought I would. I was very surprised by it. And even though it did take us little bits of time to do certain things, um, I mean, you guys know that I don't mind a little space in movies anyways. I thought 2001 held up. Um, Dances with Wolves. And I, you were and all this, over. And this cruises along yeah. in comparison Dancing to with that. Wolves so totally, totally holds up. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this movie. I, I like the science of it. Uh, like John said earlier, I also am um, like amazed and, and fantasized by space. So I, I do love sitting with it and sitting with the, you know, all the supposeds of what could be out there and, and uh, watching people with a mind for it debate uh, religion and science, especially is uh, those are huge passions of mine. So um watching a movie where they where they do get into that i fucking love it like carl sagan involved in this if you would have put fucking christopher hitchens in this movie it might have hit my <laughs> my top uh 20 um carl and hitch yeah carl and hitch man fucking beauties anyways i think it holds up i thought the performances were good the directing was good everything seemed to come into place and uh the end although james woods is a little bit uh you know mustache wieldy and and his motivations aren't really established. Uh, like John, I do I do a little bit of the mental gymnastics and I put my own motivations behind it. And I find it works. So I'm on to it. Nice. Nice. <sighs> this movie does have flaws. More than I remembered. The, the opening thing was especially, I don't want to say egregious, but... The opening of this with how much time we spent with Ellie getting there, it's such an interesting thing I'm going to be thinking about for a long time in the movies we review. And I think the comparison I drew to Zero Dark Thirty, because I'm into spy shit and espionage and and, and, uh, special forces teams and all that shit. So the extra thickness in that movie didn't bother bother me to the point where it didn't hold up, though it was too long as well. Um, So this one smacks of that. Maybe the right way for me to... To, to talk about this realization I've had when this movie finally wraps is that the whole movie is about pitting science against God um, to the point where the religious fanatics destroy the first uh, uh, the, the first uh, infrastructure. Um, Ellie is obviously 100% on the side of science and, and uh, Palmer is on the side of, of, of religion and but both are going for the thing of truth. I think that more more so than ever in this time showed that when you know people who are science people who are god the end of this movie tried to show that they can be one and the same that it's the same thing and that we're we've just framed the people have just framed that discussion from two angles but they end up both being true by the end of this movie and that's something that i can't deny like if i'm going through life and then i have a near-death experience or something like that I might change and all of a sudden just become like oh there's something something I don't know what that's watching over me that helped me get through this and now I'm going to start having that belief of things that I can't tangibly see but there is again the biggest problem with your statement there I'm sorry to interject no come on is the lack of any evidence for religion like they are not the same I can't I couldn't I couldn't say more um, religion's not the right passionately word. that 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 religion and science they they cannot coexist that way 
in the same, like, it seems like you're saying that you both are taken on a stream of faith, but no science is taken on a stream of faith, right? There's hypothesis and then nothing is taken as even, even a sense of truth until we have an evidence. Yeah. Right. And, and so the fact that we do have an 18 hour cassette, whether people know about it or not, the fact that that evidence does exist, um, is a strong argument against the religion again, right? It kind of is. Yes, it definitely is. And that this alien species is 600 million years old and stuff, right? Like, But if you, let's consider a the continuum. T- these are the holes I'm talking about. They are trying to do what John is saying. They are trying to do what John is saying. But the holes are, are that the evidence is there. That it isn't her belief. It happened. There's I can't, evidence. I can't it's imagine science. that's what they're going for. With Carl Sagan involved in this, he would have never equated science Th- to Think religion. about the lines between McConaughey. I'm not saying Carl Sagan. I'm saying the filmmaker. Think about the line between Carl Sagan McConaughey. The yeah. Think about the line between McConaughey and her where she says, um, "What's the pro- where's the proof for God? And he's like, did you love your father? And she's like, yeah. I loved him so much. He's like, prove it. Yeah, like they're, they're totally, right? they're totally trying is. to throw religion. They're totally oh, trying to throw religion. They're totally trying to throw like religion. You even in said, here. John, you were like her father existed. I know, but like her love for her father is based on a very real um, person that she had a relationship. But with, it's right? a feeling, right? It's a feeling inside of her. So she could say, "Oh, I spent this much time with him, and we loved each other because, like, he he helped me, and I when he died, I was really wrecked. That's more proof of the love." Like she could have went on and stuff like that. But the whole, like if you think of a continuum, like the the Kinsey stale, which is totally gay on one end and totally straight on the other, and then in, in betwixt most yeah. people will meet. This movie, I think... Those are the happy people. Is try, yeah, it's, <laughs> I think this movie is trying to say the like in the that <laughs> science is everything that we can prove with empirical evidence, right? Um, we can run experiments, we have a hypothesis, we test it, it's true, false, we run it again and again and again until we're pretty sure what's up. Then there's the spirituality side of people, which are based on belief and faith and things you can't tangibly prove. That fills the gap of whatever else we don't know outside of science. So I think this movie just moves that scale in a direction. And the end intent is that us science folks who know everything still don't know a whole bunch and we don't know what we don't know. And the people yeah. who take that spiritual side saying, I believe, blah, blah, they're like maybe uh, believing things that have no foundation or basis in reality yet because they've not been happened, can't be observed. And so this movie, I think, is trying to say that there's even a little bit more proof with this 18 hour thing, but it's still not something that we can empirically say for sure happened but it's just another little piece of evidence that will maybe lean people to becoming more and finding the right midpoint of, I believe, and there's stuff out there that we don't know, and that can be the spirituality side, and then there is stuff that we absolutely know, which is the science side, and there's a there's a marriage point. There's a, there's a, a point I mean, where it's not contentious. they could duplicate this, though, right? What's that? Like, they could duplicate this. They just drop another ball tomorrow. That That's frustrating and, uh, for me that they don't, yeah, and that that's not the next thing they do. And it's all evidence, right? Yeah. Like, so, and then the other person can come back with his own story of what he experienced. They can compare it with what she experienced. They can compare it with what the alien said to him. Yeah. They're like, oh, your second visit, you're back. We we met. What's her name? We're going to tell you some more stuff now. This is our second meeting. James Wood should like, go. What, once again, these are all holes in the movie. Yeah. Like, like, this isn't like Zero Dark Thirty. Like, 
I can get over the length of Zero Dark Thirty, and I can get over the length of this too, but you got to land the fucking plane at the end. And they're trying to do things that they don't earn the ending. They fuck up the ending is the problem. And so you're saying it's holes and not open to interpretation because those are different things that sometimes we praise movies for being it's, open to interpretation. It's, things that don't, it's just things that don't make sense unnecessarily just so they can get the result they want. And that's not fair to me as a writer hmm. where you just like you're doing something you're, you're skipping over shit and not explaining it just so you can get the ending that you want. And it's with her father and the way the alien acts to her. And it's with her speech in Congress and the way James Woods acts and how everybody's acting after she comes back that she's crazy and that the 18 minutes aren't aren't ever addressed. And it's just talked about like on the side, like it's just a thing. Oh, yeah, there was that 18 minutes thing. What? what? That's the fucking biggest thing. That's huge. That's a that huge was just, thing. That was, like, that was like a top secret conversation that happened between two people that that are in the know, right? But it also seems weird. So she wasn't in the know of keeping that secret, yeah. clearly, because she was like, what about this? Yeah. So she knows that there's 18 minutes on the tape, but she doesn't know why it's being confidential. If those people exist, that secret is immediately getting out after the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's just I don't know. It's but just, I mean, that doesn't need to be addressed. It's not like it couldn't have happened either. Like Zero Dark Thirty no, no, has no. an amazing Zero Dark Thirty has an amazing ending. That's his. That's actually based on history and her getting on the plane and crying and stuff. It's perfect ending. Yeah. So you know what they fucking they were. It was too long, but it's a great movie and they landed the plane. She gets on we, the plane. They haven't landed we're, it yet. We're debating John on his on his thing though. We did the wrong thing. <laughs> Sorry, oh, you're John. right. Sorry, John. I, no, I. <laughs> so, it's all very interesting. Like. Right, the though. other reason it's not a good comparison to Zero Dark Thirty is Zero Dark Thirty is a factual movie with you know taken from history with you know trying to show us show us the real things that happened. Whereas this is a bit more trying to tell a different narrative with with insanely deep themes. I mean, how much more deep can you get than science versus religion, which Absolutely. combat? Like, like I said, I, I do really ways. like the themes. I do like the themes, and I think there's a lot of interesting things that this movie has to say and in. Throughout the movie, which is a good thing. It's it's not all negative. Yeah, no. And so, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, there are there are problems. There are problems here. I wish they had done some things a little bit better. I think the science side of things is really fascinating and totally engaging for me. Like when they start getting the signal and they start figuring out what it is and the prime numbers and then they get their um, their blind buddy in who starts like getting his like insanely good hearing um, even though he's piping <laughs> shit over like speakers in a public room instead of putting a headset on and listening that way, that would have been much more effective. <laughs> so that uh, guy's based on a everybody. real scientist, hey? I know, there yeah. There was a real blind scientist at SETI that that guy's based after. Yep. I love that. Yeah, his name was Kent Colors. Um, really? In real life, yeah, Kent Colors. Oh my God, that's an amazing name. It is. And Kent Clark was the name of the character uh, in this Anyway, um, like like at, at the end of the day, when I watch this movie, it, it does leave some questions in my mind. Like, I, I think it hit me really hard that like Ellie went through that. They show us like she did it. That guy was an alien that looked like her dad. Like there's no there's no interpretation from that sense and what she went through. Um, and I don't know if the movie would have been better to leave some of that vague um, and, you know, and then talking about the 18 hours of footage later maybe was the final wrench to be like, did it happen or not? But I don't have that question. Like, I know it did happen. So so I also agree that that and the whole conspiracy to cover it up, it, it, it puts um, it, it's it's a big speed bump, actually, close to the end of this movie, 
Um, however, just I, I think it holds up because um, at the end of the day, I, I have I don't think I don't see it so much as plot holes as I do just leaving some stuff for interpretation. It's just not done in the most fantastic way. So I could see how people would walk out of this movie a little frustrated and. I appreciate um, that. I, and I, then definitely I, the, I, the I extra that. time on the front end of this movie um, makes the movie a bit thicker. So you could you could certainly be annoyed by the end of this movie and be like, what the fuck? Those, those, those me, two things, which are the, the big problems in the movie, those two things make me not want to watch this again. I, I won't watch it again because it's too long. Yeah. And it doesn't get to the story quick enough. And I won't watch it again because the ending leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth. So those things are 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 too much for me to to give it a pass, but yeah. But I understand why you guys like it. Once again, there's a lot of good here. There's not so many movies those, like this either. Like those holdups don't necessarily surprise me that you guys said it did. So so there's a another alien it's not, flick. It's not awful. That's come out with Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. That's called uh co- not Contact. What's that one called? Arrival. 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 And that is a great fucking movie that I've seen many many times. But that yeah. is very different. I remember liking that one. Yeah, that that's it's not that's not science movie. religion. That is straight science with some whimsy sci-fi stuff about time travel. Um, and perceiving time at all ways, like uh, yeah. Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. Um. So that yeah, there's not many movies that that have tried that to tackle the subject like this. That movie's also a science fiction movie. It is a sci-fi. That movie. movie's also Arrival's also a science fiction movie as well. But but the movie is the the reason that movie works so well is because it's really about Amy Ad, Amy Adams' journey into her making decisions in her life based on what she learns from the aliens. It has nothing to do with the aliens or how the aliens impact Earth. It has how it impacts this one person yeah. and how she sees time and how she makes decisions with what the aliens give her. And that's why that's a fucking great movie because yeah. it's based on character, not aliens. What year was Arrival? I think it was fairly uh, 97. recent. 97. Oh, wait, Arrival, yeah. sorry, it's not 97. 2016. Oh, we can't do that for another three years. Ah, well, Dennis anyways, Villeneuve getting his uh, Dune chops handled with a rifle. What's next? What's do you next, know John? what I do? You know what I did notice yesterday uh, is just ten years old. What is uh, behind the ca- candelabra? Oh, oh, I love that movie. To do that, talk about that movie. Mm. Yeah, Great that performances movie, by Michael Douglas it. and Matt Damon and and Rob Lowe. I mean. Maybe the best performance by Rob Lowe ever. Yeah. He plays a guy with the plastic. not on that new I'm a Texas fireman fucking oh, show. God. That plastic surgery, bullshit. that plastic surgery that they made him look like he had plastic surgery. He 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 asked the director if he could he could come in. He could get a makeup artist. He knew to do that. And he said yes. So that was all Rob Lowe. Is that where his face looks like tight as a drum <laughs> and stuff? And it was all shiny and stuff. That was all Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious. I would love to do Behind the Candelabra. That's a great suggestion. Never seen it. Yeah. <clears throat> Never really? seen it? Nope. Oh, my God. Best performance oh, ever by Douglas and yeah. best performance by Matt Damon. They they both won countless awards for doing that movie as well. Yeah. I'll put it on our list. Actual deserved awards, not fake uh, bullshit awards. <laughs> Uh, you asked what was next, <laughs> Mr. Colin. Um, so contact today. Ocean's Eleven will follow. 
Okay, well, that's a big finally a shorter uh, fucking light movie. We've been doing so many long movies. We got, I think, we got the wrestler after that, so that's getting back into some heaviness. But then Willow and Scott Pilgrim v the World, Willow, and then May has some fun stuff potentially with uh, Will Ferrell. Maybe it's a Will Ferrell month. Maybe. (laughs) I love that these things are called vegans. By the way, I know. I know they say vegan, but it, it's vegan. <laughs> so it's the whole meat versus horse. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> even talk about that theme. Oh, um, yeah. We didn't talk about a bunch of detail in the middle of this movie, but I think I think where we did focus our time on the kind of the themes that stretch the road, I think that's definitely the most interesting part of this. And the rest of it, you know, they weave together using politics, science, religion, uh, and human nature and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Interesting. It's if you've never seen Contact, you got to see it. I can definitely say that. And I would love this would be a great movie for me to watch with like my nieces and nephews when they get into their like teen years, when they might start thinking more about this kind of stuff. And um, that might be interesting to see how they react. I I would show them. I would show them The Martian instead of this if I had to pick between the two. I love The Martian. I I think it's a great movie. Well, you're just going to show them good sci-fi movies then. And let's watch uh, The Matrix because that's a great sci-fi movie. Ooh, Aliens. I'd show them and Aliens, aliens another great When they're old enough sci-fi. to see an alien jump out of someone's chest, um, they'd have to be old enough to see that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Very good. I mean, Contact was like basically, I think it was nominated for an Oscar for sound and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Which is a little surprising well, considering how big. I feel like it big, deserves that. <laughs> how big this is. Um. Oh, well, interesting. So, yeah, Ocean's Eleven next week, folks. You can get a lighter, happier version of a movie in with us. Um, I actually don't know if Ocean's Eleven is going to hold up. Uh, any any predictions? I got a big no on my bet square. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to bet. I'm going to kind of bet that it does. The last time I oh. watched it, I just remember it being uh, feeling like it moved quickly. It was entertaining. Their performances were good. And... Uh, it does move I, quickly. It's very slick. It's, it's like a guy Ritchie it's, was it's, American. Yeah. The sec the second and the third one try to recapture it and never do. Um they're really bad at doing it. But the first one was a, a good ensemble that moves quickly and it's fun and I'm always smiling. It's funny and and it yeah, moves along, trucks along. We'll I'm see. I'm wondering I haven't if seen the, it in a while. Like at the end when they reveal the end of the plan yeah. working I'm just wondering if like hiding it from the audience the way they do. I don't think they give you the opportunity to actually figure out what they're doing. I think it's just, here's some funny stuff, funny stuff. It was a heist after all. And I, I'm okay. I'm the okay with that. The way they explain that drives is, me yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with, with them hiding stuff and not, not having us be able to figure it out. I think, yeah. Necessarily. I don't mind that. Like, I don't think every movie has to give you enough clues to try and figure it out before the end of the movie comes. Yeah, that's what I'm. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it and if the reveal will be what the fuck. Because I kind of don't like it when they reveal and there's no way you could have known. Like, I like when they reveal and they're like, they had been giving you hints and you're like seeing it. But they kind of maybe do. Like, some they go over nonchalantly when they build the the vault. I remember they build that in the test area. They don't say that that's what they're doing or maybe they do. I can't remember. We'll have to see, but it's going to be a fun one. And thankfully, I think Ocean's 11 is. They definitely hide it from you. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's an hour and 50. Let's never watch the sequels, though, because I, I, I've never been able to get through the second one. 
and the third one is basically the exact same thing as the first one, except for worse. Well, so what the, I would suggest we never watch the sequel. The the only way to make Ocean's Eleven better is I've seen them too, but they're worse. The only yeah. way to make this Ocean's Eleven movie better is to have an all female cast. I mean, that's such an improvement over the what, movie in a great like edition. Ocean's eight if or there's something. eight of them, I guess yeah. Because if you turn eight sideways, it looks like boobs. and I guess you just can't change them to all all <laughs> females. So let's let's make the, the main character. Um, <laughs> Danny's bro <laughs> sister. That, we'll have to tie them together. So we'll make it a sister, and then is that how it is? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it, John? I have. What? Oh God, I've never seen it. Yeah, I would never. I never, I would, never. Was did Nat make you watch to. it, or did you watch it on your own? I, I, it was kind of like here's something that we can both get behind, maybe. So let's check it out. And you, di I'm assuming both of you didn't get behind it. No, I had similar reaction to the all female Ghostbusters in Why. Oh my God, that was trash. I couldn't even. I couldn't even get through a, a little bit of the female. I did about 20 minutes, and my daughter wanted to turn it off. Yeah, and she loved the first Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, she was like, "What?" She was like, "What is this garbage?" It's not. <laughs> it's really not much different. That comes from a little girl. It's it's not much different <laughs> from from Disney doing all these live action recreations of their movies, but like changing characters, making them like different ethnicities or or whatever. Um, it's like, why, why, why just do that? Like, can't we have new characters? That like have backgrounds in their own story and not they're just like, be like, no, that character's Hispanic now. Oh, that character's going to be a woman. They're like, like we're going to do hell. a we're going to do a live action a Mulan movie, but she's going to be Belgian. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll call it Mulan. <laughs> like, it just doesn't it doesn't Russian, make any sense. Russian. Go write a new movie. Yeah, go write a new movie yeah. and have like actual thought out characters and don't just be like, oh, we're doing Contact, but now it's going to be in something. I don't know what the fuck. It's like when they did Old Boy but be, American. Yeah. It's just not necessary. Stop fucking with things that exist already and are good. You know? Yeah. Just stop. Like, and come not up saying with that Old new. Boy is good, but yeah. if it is or is. The isn't, same thing with exists. the girl with the dragon tattoo. If, if you haven't seen the original, the girl with the dragon tattoo movie, it's very good and it's it's obviously subtitled because. The original, like, takes, Nordic one or whatever. Yeah. Right? No, it takes place in another country. It's very good. And then David Fincher came along and made it with fucking Craig, Daniel Craig, and it's not good. Yeah, I not remember liking movie. it. I have to go back to it. It's, Even it's though the okay, performances are okay and and, it looks, and it's, gorgeous. it looks it looks slicker and like it's more it shows more restricted content and stuff in it. At the end of the day, the original was still far superior, and uh, I had to read the subtitles and I was fine. It was great. I'll need like, to go to that. I've never seen the original. Yeah, you should. It's very good. Yeah. I hear the all all of them because there's a few of those Nordic movies for the different books. Yeah, I I won't watch the sequels. I I just saw the reviews on them and they the first one second, got very good reviews and the 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 yeah. Hornet's Nest or whatever they're called got terrible reviews. So I never mm. watched them. The the lady um, Claire whatever her name is who was in the Crown for a number of years she did one of the a sequel to the Dragon Tattoo. Um. The girl who kicked the hornets. Yeah, or something like that. yeah, I think that's, that's right. one of the other books. Yeah, yeah. The girl yeah. who sat in custody. But that's the Americanized remake of that one, which I'd heard was not good. But I, I think I heard all of the Nordic originals are actually not bad. Yeah, the boy, good acting. The boy who uh, slipped on the banana. He slipped on the yeah, banana. The first one was good. 
You're snatch your banana. Okay, well, uh, rambling endings are always good to these episodes. So, folks, we'll leave you uh, to think about Oceans 1-1, and uh, we'll get back to that next week and further ahead to The Wrestler. I don't know. Thinking about that one's a little dark for me, but that's what we'll do. So uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for coming up for this one. We had a lot of fun with this discussion. What do you think of Contact? Let us know. Uh, Until then, folks, we're going to go away and do something else, and we expect you to do the same. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for coming out, everybody, and until we see you next time, Enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.